You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. I'm going to miss you a little. Yo, yo, don't worry. I'll do it again. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Oh. Hey y'all, we're back. We already recorded this part and then the microphone was not working well, so we re-recorded. Yeah. In case you were wondering what happened. <laughs> I wanted Catherine from... to redo her her intro because it was really funny. I just said a lot of yo's. Yo-yos. Um, welcome to episode 21 of Heart and Soul Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. And you know what we're really glad about? This review that we got this week. Yes. I'm going to read it. Review of the week today from Katie Harmon. Um, the subject is sisterhood! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! These girls touch base on things every girl has thought about at least once. They reinforce that it's okay to be different in a world that makes it hard for women to feel empowered by their uniqueness. C and K offer a healthy break from reality and challenge your mind to think positively of yourself. Highly recommend giving them a listen. Thank you guys for being such a light in my life. And making some lonely times feel a little less so. I look up to you both in so many ways. Yay! Nice. Thank you, Katie. So, so, so sweet. sweet. We're only nine away from our goal of 200 ratings and reviews. So if you're, if you're listening right now, press pause. Stop listening. Leave a review. Preferably five stars, but trust <laughs> your gut. And... And write a little something, something. Doesn't have to be long. And it would make our world. Yeah. And you'd know that you'd be contributing to something greater than yourself. Mm. Especially during these times. Mm. So, you know, if you had any any goals for this quarantine, maybe you could just add this to your list. Because it'll maybe take you two minutes. And that would be amazing. Put it on your tab. So. Um. Well, should we get into happies and crappies? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, let me think. I'll go first. My um, happy is that my friend Liz came back again. <laughs> I saw that. And again, I wasn't here. I know. You're always out of town when she's here. But she came on Wednesday night and stayed till Saturday night. And the soup's fun. I mean, once again... Well, we did do things this time. Like, last time we really just, like, stayed in the house and walked around. But Mm -hmm. we went to Carolina Beach on um, Friday and Saturday for, like, an hour each time. Mm -hmm. And it was ratchet, let me just tell you. For all you people that are looking to lay out somewhere and Wrightsville is still closed, (laughs) Carolina Beach might not be the most relaxing spot to do so because everyone and their mom and dog was there. And it seems like all laws in America, like, went out the window. Like, just smoking weed on the beach, taking pulls from liquor bottles, like, kids going crazy, parents That's yelling at their kids. super far off from what Carolina Beach is like. I'm That's amazing. what I heard. But I will say, I kind of get it because if people have not been allowed to do this for the mm-hmm. last... Not that I... That's not something I would do anyway, but I know right. people, people were complaining about... You know how crowded the beach was and stuff, and I was like, if they were just open all the beaches, and not everyone would have to go to one to one. I know. So we just wanted a little tan, and yeah. um, we were only literally only there for like an hour and a half, maybe. And it was at the end of the day, so we didn't think it would be super crowded, but we were wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, happy was that Liz was in town. At least he got some beach time. You know, yeah, for sure. It's crazy or not. I'm having a difficult time at this house because our yard is still so bad that like I can't really lay out because of all like for those of you who don't know, we have like a half acre of land and like no landscaping. So mm-hmm. like our weeds are mowed down, but it's all weeds and like ant piles and like not even not clean. So when I even when I like lay a towel mm-hmm. on the grass, I feel like I'm gonna get eaten by bugs. Well, you can come over. I know. I might. So it was like my first glimpse into like tanness besides the week before when I laid in my front sidewalk. Yeah, in your driveway. In my driveway. So. Yeah. Um, That's my happy. I really can't think of. Oh, my crappy is that I've been having like ever since the miscarriage actually. I've had like daily headaches. 
And I don't know if it's like a hormonal thing or if I'm super dehydrated. Yeah. But I've started drinking like, I was telling Chelsea, I'm doing this like gallon challenge, drinking a lot of water every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm only two days in, but my headaches are still not there. It's just kind of annoying because I'm, yeah. I'm not really a big, I'm not really, I don't really get a lot of headaches. I'm kind of blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. So one little headache is going to like throw me for a loop. Use some peppermint oil and some lavender. That always I've helps. been doing that at night um, on my like temples mm-hmm. before I go to sleep. Like, have that roll-on stuff. Yep. Um, that always helped my... I don't know if it helps or not, or if I'm just like... And you can't take ibuprofen right now, because of COVID, apparently, but I've been breaking that. Because apparently, if you take ibuprofen, it makes you more susceptible to getting it. Did you know what? that? There's, like, certain... Like, a leave... I don't know if I'm getting this right, if my facts are correct, but that certain... seems a little crazy to me. But I gave up last week, and I've been taking ibuprofen. Um... You're not, you can't take it when you're pregnant either, so. I know. I knew that. Well, I'm not. Bless <laughs> you. No, I know. I'm just saying I, I haven't been taking it. That's why I use um, the oils because I really can't take yeah, it Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, um, I guess that's my only crappy, which isn't that bad. Hopefully it subsides. It could be hormonal, stress-related, yeah. dehydration. I don't know. It's like all the things in be a lot of things. Also, the weather changed. Right. So it went from being kind of chilly to actually being hot now. So I feel like that always makes my head a little That's wonky. true. And allergies and all that. It's all just... Yeah. It's all... It's a weird time. It's a very weird time. <laughs> all right, your turn. Happies and crappies. I'll start crappy. Um, I guess I was just like in a really weird mood yesterday, and I don't know why. I haven't really been super moody since like beginning of second trimester but um I was just anxious all day Mm. yesterday and I don't know why if it was just like looking at my week ahead or that it was like gross outside or what but I just was feeling really weird and like not myself yeah um not very motivated and um I don't know I think I'm kind of anxious because I have my glucose test tomorrow and that's just not something I'm really looking forward to. I've, I've heard a lot of people like hype it up to be so awful and then it's really not that bad. But, um, do you have to drink that stuff? With- yeah. So basically, like, if you don't, if you're not familiar with this terminology, basically, when you're approaching, you know, 28 weeks pregnant, um, they want to test you to make sure you don't have gestational diabetes. And so you have to go in and like chug this really really sweet drink um and then you wait an hour or however many hours and then you have to go back in and get your blood taken to mm-hmm. see how your body responds to it um and there's really i mean some people just get it and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're eating or doing anything wrong um i'm hoping that because i'm relatively healthy and work out and stuff that i'll be okay but i don't know it, it's hard to hard to say right um but what I am not looking forward to is I do feel like my body's very sensitive to blood sugar spikes and at the beginning of all this when I was like passing out and stuff I feel like it was related to that from maybe low blood sugar so I don't know I'm just like nervous about what it's gonna feel like because I I don't really understand the whole um, science behind it and why they need to like shock your body so badly in order to see if you have diabetes or they can't just like take blood and see what your average blood yeah, sugar is. I'm not really sure. There's probably if you're a doctor or nurse and you have the answer to it, feel free to message me. But I feel like it would put you and your body in distress to like shock it with so much sugar, sugar, and then need all your. You know what I mean. Like I what? guess they're just trying to see how your body reacts to that much sugar. Because, like, right, but if Michael, because he's diabetic, if he has a ton of sugar. They need to make sure insulin yeah. is working, which I get. But at the same time, you can test for diabetes by checking your fasting glucose. I don't know anything about that. So. I should. I should know more. I don't know. It just seems like a little unnecessary to Do me. Do you get to go in? I have to go in. So this will be the first time I'm being seen since uh, March. 
Okay. Which makes me happy. Yeah. Because do you get to see the baby? I don't have an ultrasound, but I think we'll probably talk about um, when the next one will be. And uh, it kind of had like a meltdown the other day with, that's I guess another kind of part of my crappy is that I realized I had this moment of like, this is my last week of second trimester and then we're officially in the home stretch. And I just had this moment of like, this is the our last couple of months, just me and you mm-hmm. to Jordan. And then everything's going to be different in the best way, but this is it. And I hate that, you know, like he's been stressed with work and things are just so much different than I thought they were going to be. And I, I know this has been hard for everybody in so many different ways, but I'm just like, I think it all just hit me and I was like, you haven't been able to come to any appointments with me. Like we only have less than three months left of just me and you. And like, I want to be excited about this together. And it's just like everything else has taken precedent and has made us stressed and anxious. And I feel like we've missed out on this like time that we're never going to get back. Mm. So, um, I just like broke down a little bit because it all hit me, but he was like, I, he totally got it and understood and yeah, he's like, you know, our lives are going to be so much better, but I totally understand what you're saying and let's do the best to soak it up, make the most out of it. So, um, which he has, but anyway, that would be my (laughs) crappy and I really just freaking need a foot massage because that has officially kicked in like the perimeters of my heels hurt hurt are your feet are your feet a bigger no they're not during pregnancy they can i've heard of that happening but Mm -hmm. i think i think it's probably because people's arches will collapse and Mm. that's probably what makes their foot if my foot gets any bigger it's so big i have the biggest feet for my height (laughs) i'm already an eight and a half like sometimes a nine so i'm hoping that i don't get any bigger but i think i don't think your foot necessarily like grows I think maybe your arch is flattened and that makes your foot bigger you know? I heard people have gone up shoe sizes which yeah. stresses me out that's kind of crazy I don't have like swelling or anything yet it just feels like I don't know how to describe it it's just like sore all around my heel and my ankle interesting like I want someone to just knead out that tissue so anyway if phase two happens I am getting myself a freaking pedicure and a massage ASAP if it happens, it's supposed to happen Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. And so, we'll know, I guess, how, hopefully before then. I saw that he put out a thing yesterday saying, like, he's still looking at numbers or something. But I don't know. To me, like, what's a couple more days really going to tell right. when the virus has a two-week... I don't know. It does, that whole thing doesn't make any sense to me either. But I'm praying that it just happens and people can safely reopen their doors so that yeah these poor like restaurants and salons and i don't know there's so many people that are so strapped right now yeah it's it's tough what's your happy so yeah sorry that was a longer crappy than i was anticipating happy we went to raleigh this weekend and it was it felt so good and so normal we saw family um we saw Becky and Tyler, like our best friends that live there, and we saw my brothers and my nephews, and my aunt had us for dinner on Saturday, and we had other relatives in town, so it was just like we got to do so much in one weekend, and it felt so normal to yeah. be around people, and like, it was kind of exhausting, because when you go from not seeing anyone for so long to see like having back-to-back plans all weekend it was the first time we've had a weekend like that yeah and you're like at the end of the weekend you're like oh my gosh yeah jordan was zonked i left him at becky and tyler's when i went and did my mini sessions on saturday and they were like playing cornhole outside and having the dogs play and i think the sun like totally drained him because on the way home on sunday i had to drive (laughs) he was like falling asleep i was like do you need me to drive maybe we should pull over and he was like yeah so, um, anyway, that was so great. And I hadn't seen my nephews in so long. And how's little, li- how's little, little Leo? Little baby Leo. Oh, he's so freaking cute. He's this little pudge and he's got the biggest cheeks and his hair just like stands straight up. His hair is so cute. He's like a little fuzzy boy and he's so happy. He was just laughing and 
Oh, did it make you like excited for baby face? Yes, it really does. And I and I love that they're gonna be less than a year apart. So I hope that they become little buddies one day. Isn't that nuts to think about? Like last summer, we were at your bachelorette party, and And Jess was pregnant, and Jess was pregnant, and you weren't even married. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Not even married a year. We got pregnant after two months. So, yeah, it's weird to think back, like, oh, man, we're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary with a baby. With a one-month-old. That's nuts. Or almost a one-month-old. We'll see when he decides to come. So Yeah, what if he's that late? That would stink. Oh, my gosh. Um, Hopefully not. (laughs) Anyway. Well, that's great. I'm glad you had a good weekend with friends and family. Thanks. Probably for the win. Yeah. All right, we're just kind of catching up this episode, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break for one of our sponsors. If you haven't listened to one of our episodes before, Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. So people just like you, right? You can explore new skills, deepen your existing passions, and get lost in creativity through all of the thousands and thousands of Skillshare classes that are available available to you online. Personally, right now, I am trying to always come up with new merch for Soul Fitness. And Chelsea and I, hint, hint, have even thought about possibly creating some merch for you heart and soulers. Um, so I am watching a Skillshare class called Design Great Stuff, How to Make Merch with Draplin. And that's teaching me a lot of like fun, quirky ways to incorporate my brand into my merchandise, which hopefully one day y'all could buy. Um, So yeah, if you are kind of anxious right now, or maybe just finding that you have a lot more free time, then why not develop a new skill and get creative with the time that you've been given during this self-isolation? You can settle your mind and explore classes that may help you express what you're feeling right now through creative discovery. Or if maybe you're uncertain about what's next, then a creative challenge or class may help offer a little bit of structure for you in setting some small goals right now. Either way, however you use it, it is definitely beneficial to everyone who dives in. So we wouldn't tell you all this without giving you a special little hint at how you can get it for yourself. You can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E. That's right. For our listeners, you can get two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. All you have to do to get started and join today is head to skillshare.com backslash soul. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com backslash soul. All right, we back, baby. Um, and today's episode, we're just kind of going to chitty chat about some things that we've been binging yeah. during quarantine. It's a question that we ask all of our guests. And honestly, I just feel like we've had a lot of really great episodes during quarantine, but we haven't really talked about what we've been doing. And I just need to talk about some shows I've watched and some things. So well, I'm out of breath from walking <laughs> back are, from the geez. bathroom. I just took a bathroom <laughs> break and... <laughs> Apparently booked it too fast. That's how I feel when I go up the stairs. All right. So let's go through some shows. Have you seen Outer Banks yet? Um, yes and no. What do you mean? So I've seen like some... Okay. Jordan always puts stuff on when he works in the background. Okay. And he like binges entire seasons of things within like a couple days. Sometimes even one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like come into the living room and catch a couple episodes. I saw the part where like the, um, the woman that's a cop got shot. Oh, that's the best episode. And then, so I saw like some of the stuff that went on and then I started, I don't like starting shows over once I know what's going to happen. Kind of like ruins it for me. it's so good. But I did try to start watching it in bed. Because I always watch Netflix when I go to sleep, and I just I kept falling asleep. So I need to give it another. Like, you really need shot. to give it another go when you listen to it. And for those listeners who are not Wilmingtonians, you probably won't understand this as much. But a lot of references, a lot of references to the area, and a lot of incorrect like geographical references, yes. which you just have to get past. Like 
for the, instance. The ferry to Chapel Hill. Yes. <laughs> well, they're in Outer Banks, which is like five and a half hours north of us. But the yeah. uh, the place on the island where all the rich people live is called Figure Eight, mm-hmm. which is in Wilmington. Right. And the um, they talk about like going hopping on a boat over to Masonboro, which is also in Wilmington. Yeah. And but the guy who apparently wrote it is from Wilmington. He is. But the thing that got me too was it was filmed in Charleston, yeah. right? So it looks. Like, it could be Wilmington. For sure. But it looks nothing, nothing like, like Outer, Outer Banks. Banks. If you've ever been to Outer Banks, you'll know it's very, like, open beach, beach town. Like, it's just, I mean, it's a barrier island, right? It's, like, it's just water on this side, water on this side. It's its maybe, like, a mile yeah. wide, if that, right? I've only been there once when I was a kid, but... It's very narrow. It looks so much like Wilmington it in the It looks like shots. Wilmington, or, I mean, that's obviously in Charleston. Charleston reminds me of Wilmington a lot, but I'm like, why did they call it Outer Bank? I mean, I guess it may... I don't know. But once you get past that, like, them hopping on a ferry from Outer Banks <laughs> to Chapel Hill, which is like... <laughs> like a six-hour drive. It's not... It's landlocked. Like, Chapel yeah. Hill is not by no. the shore. Nowhere near it. So that's funny. But once you get past all that, like, it is so intriguing, and the characters are so good. And I'm like... I'm a big teeny bopper show, but it's like a more mature mm-hmm. teeny bopper show where... I'm like, I find myself feeling like I'm their age, which I realize like the actors are probably like 25 to 27 years yeah. old. So I'm, I'm not naive enough to know. I'm not, yeah, whatever. But the story's so good. It's like basically if you, if you haven't watched it yet, which you need to, it's like a murder mystery treasure hunt wrapped around like these four teenagers lives mm-hmm. and they're like best friends and the island is split up into two different like sectors economically of like the rich people and the poor people and like Mm -hmm. they go by the pogues and the kooks yeah and anyways it's just like so good it's like the one of the first shows i've watched in a long time where i watched it in like two days yeah Um, there's not a lot of episodes right there's only 10 10 episodes only one season out right now i'm pretty sure they're gonna get picked up for a second season Mm -hmm. but yeah that one's so good and if you're looking for some good looking characters to look at I was going to say, it's a very good-looking cast. Super good-looking. And, so like, fun. I don't know why, but I go all in on pop culture. I feel like, remember Rachel from Summer's mm-hmm. podcast? Summer and Rachel's podcast? I feel yeah. like her. Like, I go all in. I've been watching, like, YouTube interviews of the cast. <laughs> and, like, I feel like I know them at this point. Like, I follow them on Instagram. And yeah. Anyways, that's really good. That's great. What's a show that you've been watching? Or that you've watched from start to finish? Oh, man. From start to finish. Um... That I really, ha- I know there's there's stuff that I've. Finished. Did you watch Tiger King? No, I'm not even gonna get into that. Okay, I couldn't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Jordan had another one that he had on, and I was like, mm, "This is no." That one's just so interesting to me because it's in Oklahoma, where yeah. like it's near where my college was. So I'm like, I know that area. Yeah, and it's like very spot on. <laughs> Speaking of local references, this is a show that I, um. Or like a stand-up I watched recently that was really good. What is this guy's name? Do you ever watch the Netflix series called The Stand-Ups? No. Okay. Well, they have all these comedians that come on and they're like kind of up and coming. And they each have their own like 20, 30 minute episode. And Uh it's just like a little, tiny little stand-up and then it's the next episode. Well, what is his name? I think his name is Nathan or Nate something. Um, His episode of the stand-ups came up or was debuted on Netflix last year and he made this reference to Wilmington when he came here on vacation and he went to the Serpentarium have you ever gone no do you know about this no oh my gosh is that the comedy club downtown no that's the dead crow what are you talking about so there's a Serpentarium downtown it was a snake and reptile museum no. You've never heard of it? No. How have you lived in Wilmington and I are What is it called? Cape Fear Serpentarium? I never think? have I ever. Okay. Well. There's just snakes everywhere? Yes. No. Basically, it's this dude who was kind of crazy and um, basically owned all these snakes and reptiles and he had an alligator in there and all this stuff and he paid like a, people could pay admission to go. Is it I still never, there? Okay. That's what I'm getting to. Okay. Okay. Cliffhanger. So, um, 
I never went because I literally snakes are like my biggest fear. So I, you couldn't pay me to go, but I'd rather um, die. Yeah, it was there, and people used to go, and that was like a thing. So anyway, he went and talked about this crazy experience that he had there. How this guy was like so. Um, he was like super anti-government. Like when you walked into the lobby, there were all these posters everywhere. And then he was like so nonchalant about the tours and would like be feeding these reptiles around like little kids and stuff. And it was just, you just need to watch the episode because it's really funny the way he talks about it. And he likes to look at Yelp reviews of places that he goes. And there was this like really hilarious Yelp review from this other person's experience there. So anyway... That episode got him pretty, like, well-known because it was a really funny episode of the stand-ups. And so then he got his own Netflix special. Whoa. And again, he re- he talks about how he came here and, and all that happened. And an update on the situation, since that episode, the guy that owns that place died. His wife shot him. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this year? I don't yeah. need to laugh, but... I know. It's crazy. And so, anyway, my when my parents And in they're town, still in Wilmington. Yeah. Or they were when he mm-hmm. got shot. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. I don't know the whole story. I'm going to have to look it up after this. But um, I just love listening to, like, local references. But his stand-up was actually so funny. And my parents and I watched it when they were here. And it was pretty good, like, clean humor. Like, I don't like all the raunchy stuff and political stuff I'd like a good yeah clean topic and I was peeing my pants like couldn't breathe laughing it was it starts out really slow like the first few minutes of it like maybe 15 20 minutes you're like okay it's kind of funny you might chuckle here and there and then at the end I was dying couldn't breathe I'll have to watch that so especially because the the Wilmington reference what his name is I think it's Nathan something I think his last name starts with a B um, I'll try to find it and, and show That's you. That's crazy. No yeah. wonder. I see how you can make that correlation tor- correlation from Tiger King to that. <laughs> yes. Because like crazy yeah. animal person. Animal people with exotic animals. and Yeah. Anyway. Did you um, ever watch Little Fires Everywhere? So, yeah. I was going to say, I actually got access to Hulu okay. recently. And so I've been watching... I mean, Hulu has, like, so much. I know. And Hulu's so the best. And so I've been kind of in a twilight zone because I'm just, like, all over the place with it. Because um, I'm like, oh, it has all these shows I've been wanting to watch that have been off Netflix for so long. One Tree like, Hill, The O.C. One Tree Hill. Dawson's um, Creek. All the... Desperate Housewives. Yep. Nip Tuck. I Friday Night Lights. Again. Parenthood. They're all on so good. Hulu now. So, um, I started Little Fires Everywhere with Jordan one night, and the first episode was so long, mm-hmm. and of course, he stayed up and then watched another two without me, and I was like, you gotta you watch got it. to stop doing this, and we finally had a show that we were, like, both into, mm-hmm. and then he went ahead of me. And he finished it? No, but now, like, I'm trying to catch up, and again, like, I keep losing interest or falling asleep, so I'm trying to get back into it and it's one finish the, it together. The way it's done... I say this about um, Big Little Lies, too. Like, the way that that show was done as a whole is, like, one of the most, like, Mm put-together, well-put cast scripts, um, like, cinematography, everything. And that's how I feel about Big Little... Or Little Fires Mm -hmm. Everywhere, which is... Which is ironic, because Reese Witherspoon is in both of those. Yeah. And she produces on both of those. Um, I loved Big Little Lies. That one sucked me in way more than this one has, I have to say. Well, Big Little Lies, the first episode. Yeah. It's like a murder. Yeah. This was good, I have to say. And Becky told me this, too. She's like, you have to get past the first couple episodes to start liking the characters. The character, you might not like them at all. They're really hard to like. They're very gray. Like, you don't love them or hate them. Like, mostly you're you're annoyed with them. Yes. And it's hard to find redeeming qualities in any of them. So that's like the, st- until the end. But that's like where I got s- stuck, but also pulled me back in. It's like, who is who? Like, it's like yeah. they're all hiding something. Well, what's Carrie Washington's? Mia. Uh, Mia. I'm like I'm. Tr- I want to like her, but she's. Just I didn't like so, her in the beginning. Like, she's so mean, dim and mean. And Reese is her own like you know 
um, type A. I feel like she plays that role a lot, and she plays it really well. She plays it really well. But I like, out of all of them, I do like her a little bit. She just feels more, like, I know who she is. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whereas... It'll flip-flop. The other one, I'm like, what is your deal? Like, why are you so mysterious? And I want to know why, and that's why I'm sure it'll, it'll... All come into play later, but it made Michael and I so uncomfortable watching it, but like in a good way. Where after every episode would end, we would have like really long discussions of like mm-hmm. what went down, and like it's very it goes into like politics and race and yep. everything, and so it like really opens your eyes to a bunch of stuff. And too. sometimes I keep forgetting that it was in the nineties. In the nineties, and then they'll do these flashbacks, and I'm like, wait. What? And then I'm like, oh yeah, this current time is in the 90s. I got to keep remembering yeah. that. Yeah, and it, the 90s stuff is fun too because like yep. you, the way they, the high schoolers dress yep. and like the posters the on their wall, the way their rooms are decorated. Like mm-hmm. Lexi, one of the daughters, her room is like all wicker furniture, which mine was a, as a kid. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is yep. crazy. I know. I'll um, get back into it. So anyway, on there I've been watching um, Younger. Okay. Into younger. Okay, what season are you on? One. I'm sorry, oh, okay. Season. I watched all seasons of Quarantine. I, I just started it this it's week. It's so cute. It's really cute. I, I, um, I heard about it on Scrubbing In, too. And I remember seeing, like, commercials for it, but I never really got into it. And I was like, I want just, like, a lighthearted, mm-hmm, super light, quickie episode type of show Like, 20-minute episodes. And it was perfect. Yep. And the chick that is the main character... She was on that um, ballerina ABC Family show about... Bunheads? Yes. <laughs> Can't yeah. believe I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. She's a Broadway actress. Okay. So she like... I Googled her again. I don't know why I get really into like the characters. Because <laughs> I wanted to see if she was actually 40-something. And she is. Because she really does look she so does look young. young. yeah. And she's like 45 in real life. But wow. she's on Broadway... She's in a lot of Broadway shows. She has, like, an incredible musical theater voice. And and you can kind of tell in her acting. Like, she's, like, super, like, dramatic sometimes. Theatrical, yeah. Theatrical. I don't know how to explain it. It's very, like, stage acting. Yeah. But, yeah, love her. Love Hilary Duff. So, obviously, I'm all in. And it's just funny. Yeah, it's really cute. I like it a lot. I've been enjoying it. And I just yeah, need something like that. I watched that. all seven seasons. Oh, my gosh. During quarantine. <sighs> I really wish you so had long. caught up to Grey's, though, because they just released the season that was just on. So, season 16. And didn't they end it earlier because of... Yes. And, and they, they ended, ended it, it kind of abruptly? Like, four seasons early. Four or episodes. four episodes early. And I hadn't... I was, like, catching up because I don't really watch it on real cable anymore. Like, I always just wait for it to come out because I know I'm going to want to... Yeah, binge. And so I started it the other day and I'm already through it and I like need someone I'm so far behind who's up to date I'm pretty sure is Melody I need to talk to someone about it I'm really yeah I'm like seasons behind I have so much catching up so you've probably heard from scrubbing in yeah what happens with Alex and stuff yeah I know that he's he's, just like gone he's gone and he just disappeared like to go take care of a family yeah that he had busy yes and it's actually Brilliant. Which I hate that I know that. I know. I knew it too going into it, but it still makes a good episode because you're like, wait, what? I want to know why and how it how it happened. I will say it's genius writing. I mean, Grace has always been like genius writing, but the fact that 10 seasons ago or however many seasons ago that Alex and Izzy, Izzy were, were together, thing, there were episodes... Here and there, or there was one where they froze embryos that no one would remember that because it was such a little, like, tiny little thing that they did. I don't even remember. I didn't either, but then they go back and show that he did this, and it was like, they didn't just, like, make that up. That was a part of the show. And then there are other episodes that they kind of, I mean... And the thing is, no one knew this was going to happen. They didn't yeah. know they were going to just kick They're out. They're like, oh, we can and... use that. Right. They had that and then all these other episodes of Joe saying, like, you should really call her if you're if you're wondering how she's doing. Or, like, there's these little snippets that happen throughout the season. So does he like... leave Joe? Isn't he married? Mm-hmm. So he well, just leaves her? 
it turns out that, I don't know if you've gotten this far yet, but after they got married, they forgot to mail in their license, so they were never technically married. Oh. I think they might have gone ahead and, and done it again, though. There's so, so many things. So they have, like, actual papers now, and he, like, mailed her divorce papers and basically, like, gave everything to her. Like, let her have. And went to Izzy. Mm-hmm. Which they were always meant to be. You like Joe and him? Yeah. I well, see, I don't really know Joe because I stopped watching when Derek yeah. died. So I'm like so far behind. She, I mean, yeah. We I'm like pretty Joe. heartbroken for Joe. I like, I, yes, the whole Alex and Izzy thing was like OG back in the day, but I just don't buy it as much as I bought Joe and Alex. So far gone. So anyway. I was really torn up about that episode because, and he comes on and he narrates the whole thing, but they don't show any faces. Yeah, I heard that. Because Katherine Heigl's not in it. And he's not either. Yeah, well, Katherine Heigl's so far gone. Oh, yeah. So. Like, I even think when she left, it wasn't on good terms. No. So I don't even think she'd come back and do But I'm like, if he was able over. to narrate it, then why wasn't he able to be on it, even if they didn't show Maybe that's her. what he wanted. Maybe he was mad at them about something. Maybe. I don't know what happened, but I want to research that because I loved him. Go all in. Do what I'm doing with Outer Banks. Go in deep. Man. Study these people. Anyway, hopefully that didn't spoil anything for anybody that hasn't. I know. This is like an episode full of spoiler (laughs) alerts. Um, Seriously. The show that Liz and Michael and I binged, you know, in the three days that she was here. Right. Is called The Night Of. And it was released like, I want to say like 2016 or 2017. Like a long time ago. Um, it's only one season, which is why we could binge the whole thing. It's like a mini series, but I didn't know till after finishing it, that it was a true story, which like blows my mind. Cause it's kind of like, it's is it on Netflix or Hulu. It's on HBO. Oh, okay. But you can probably find it on Amazon. Um, cause they do a lot of crossover stuff, but it's essentially about this guy in New York city who is like a college student. He's, um, Middle Eastern, and so it, it's a lot about, like, race and, like, the racial divide, but he's, a like, a working-class Middle Eastern college student who goes out to a party one night, and before getting to the party, he meets this girl, and they, like, kind of connect. She gives him drugs. They, like, take drugs together. It's like this kid who's never committed a crime. Also, this is a full spoiler alert, but it's so fascinating to me. And... Basically, they go back to her place, hook up, and next thing he remembers, because he, like, blacks out from all the drugs that they've been doing, next thing he remembers, he's in her her kitchen. He wakes up in her kitchen. He goes upstairs, and she's been stabbed to death. But he didn't do it. And he's like, I don't remember anything that happened, but I know I didn't do it. Like, I'm I'm not a murderer. I did not do this. Mm -hmm. I was not mad at her. Like, so the whole time you're wondering, did he actually do it? And, like, he doesn't remember because they're not really bringing in... I mean, they're bringing in some suspects, but for the most part, like, it's his court case. And, like, they're just... I mean, all the evidence shows he was there. He did it. Like, his... So so those types of shows. So, the crazy part, which I didn't see it going this way in this direction, was he gets convicted, like, right from the start because they find the murder weapon, like, on him and, like, his fingerprints and all this stuff. He goes to Riker... The prison in New York City, which is like one of the most hardcore prisons in the nation, and it's the the main theme of the show is how the prison system and the judicial system in general is kind of effed up, and like because this guy who was never a criminal, and but because he was put into like a jail cell with surrounded by a bunch of criminals he eventually became a product of his environment right and spoiler alert in the end he gets released from prison but he becomes a criminal because Mm -hmm. in prison he was so affected by like drugs there's rape in prison there's abuse there's murder in prison and he like become in order to like stay on top in prison without getting hurt you have to kind of be in with the bad crew Mm -hmm. and like so he goes into that crew to save himself and ends up leaving prison, going into prison, not a criminal, and leaving, becoming. Like, it doesn't, it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. Like, but in the end, he's just like, 
in America smoking like really illegal methamphetamines and like going to a drug dealer and you're like oh my gosh like he was never he was just like a good kid that went to school and never did this so it's like so fascinating to me because it's a I didn't know it was a true story yeah so then looking now that I know I'm like oh my gosh that stuff is so real like that actually happens that's wild and that people can be convicted of cases which I'm like all about the jury and and like that's like that part of our judicial system, but mm-hmm. they can be convicted of a case that you truly didn't do, but it talks about like pleas you can take where you yep. say you're guilty in order to get less time in prison when you're it's not so guilty. Crazy. And can you imagine never killing someone, knowing you didn't kill someone, but just saying you're guilty to because get less time? To. Yeah. So everyone thinks, including your family, that you're guilty. Yeah. Of something you didn't do. I know. It's I would. So I would be like. Up. I. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry, my pride is just, like, I could never say I'm guilty well, of something. they get brainwashed into doing it, yeah. though, because lawyers and everyone are telling them you're going to have life or you might even get the death sentence right. or whatever. But then there's people who are guilty, who do plea, who get, less, get time, less time, who should be serving mm-hmm. life. Yep. It's, like, not it's fascinating to me. Do you ever watch um, The Sinner? Yes. It's the first season. Of- this yeah, the second season got weird, but that kind of concept mm-hmm. reminds me of it because it opens with her straight up killing not remembering and not remembering anything. And mm-hmm. it's that. very similar to that, except he didn't actually kill someone. Mm. She did, and you you see her do it, but it you was, wonder but why. It was vigilante. Murder. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. She was so good in that. Mm-hmm. It was oh, such a good show. That was such a good show. But the second season was not. I didn't even start the second season. It wasn't as good because she wasn't in it. Well, yeah, she's a producer on the second one. She doesn't mm-hmm. actually star in it. Yeah. Um, another show that we've been watching is the Michael Jordan documentary. Have y'all been watching that? Mm-mm. It's really good. And it does a lot of Wilmington flashbacks because he's yeah. from here, so that's cool too. In North Carolina in general. But they essentially have like all of the, the footage from like the NBA in the 90s that they've pieced to The documentarians are incredible at editing for this film because they have gone through and pieced up every single piece of footage for like 10 plus years and put it into like a fluid flashback flash forward flash to present flash story and it's like the that's what my phone I keep saying is like just to get that one little clip of him saying one sentence to fit into the story of his narration now is like beyond me it's so crazy like I get stressed out splitting (laughs) A sound on GarageBand. I know. And, like, having to, like, clip it in. And that, the fact that they did that. I always am blown away, by the way, documentary filmmakers work. because For sure. The way you have to tell a story in a creative and intriguing way, but also, like, chronologically makes sense and, like, ties everything together. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such an art. And... Even the way Honeyhead, like, did the one for Soul. Yeah. Which, this... Last Dance documentary documentary is 10 episodes. This one was 10 minutes. And even watching that 10 minute, I was like, this is unbelievable how yeah. they pieced together the sounds with this. And so the time, I bet it took, I bet it took five plus years. Oh, yeah. At least. Probably. To put all that together. And that's like their only project. It was good timing to release it because it's the only thing ESPN has been able to talk about for the last I know, right? Two There's months. no sports. Nothing to talk about. Jordan will always put... The serious um, ESPN radio on in this truck, and I'm just like, why are we listening to this right now? They have nothing to talk about. They're all yeah. just like coronavirus experts now. Talking <laughs> about everyone is. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan documentary or whatever else. Now they're kind of talking about how some sports have started up in Europe and how they think that maybe we can move into that at some point soon. Yeah. So we'll see. The world, man. And then the last one that I've been watching is Listen to Your Heart, which you're not watching. Nope. <laughs> but hopefully some of you out there are. I actually really enjoyed it. It's like a combination of skin, skinning, singing, and love. You should talk to uh, Summer and Rachel about it because they talk about it on their podcast today. Do they watch it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the finale was last night. Yep. So I was pretty pleased with the way that the show went. I'm hoping for more seasons. However, I'm I'm getting on Instagram and like looking at the follower count of like the people who are starring in it, and it's nowhere, obviously nowhere near 
Right. The regular Bachelor. Bachelor Nation. Yeah. But, I mean, with any it's, with anything that's new, it's going to take some time. So, hopefully, it's not done. I hope it's not like a Bachelor Mansion. Because I actually really liked it. And I don't really love singing shows. I'll be honest. Like, I don't mm-hmm. love The Voice. I don't love American Idol. Mm-hmm. But the love element really just makes you love it a little more. Yeah. I fell for it. I love The Voice. I usually don't watch the whole season, but I love watching the, chair the blind part. auditions. I like yeah. the blind auditions, too. It's my favorite. Um, I was just expecting them to be, like, not talented for some reason, just, like, fame-hungry. Mm-hmm. But they actually were pretty talented, too. Well, I heard that they went onto the show, like, thinking it was just a singing show. Yeah. And they, they didn't, didn't know, know it was for love. There's yeah. a lot of things they didn't tell them prior. Like, one of the guys who's my favorite guy, he, like, didn't even know who Chris Harrison was. Like, some of them have never seen The Bachelor, <laughs> which is so funny. So, the first day, he's, like, uh, they're talking about the, the host, and he's, like, Chris who? Like, he has no idea who Chris Harrison is. I'm like, Chris Harrison that is a legend. better, though. I know. He called him Chris Hansen, which isn't that a famous person? I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, anything else you've been doing during quarantine? Um, I have been... Binge-wise? Podcasts? Binging. Books? Um, a couple of podcasts I've been binging. I've been reading this book... On like natural childbirth, that's been blowing my mind. Mm. Um, called the husband coach childbirth, and um, I don't, I don't know. I'm like loving just nerding out on all that stuff because I've been learning so much, and it's it's the woman's body is insane, phenomenal, and like just the way that God has built us and designed is just incredible. And when I'm reading it, I'm like wow, this makes so much sense, but nobody talks about it. Like, you go into... A lot of women, I feel like, go into this experience without knowing that they have a say in things or that they are capable of having a natural birth or just... Like, there's so much that I did not know was a thing, Mm. and I'm just being constantly mind-blown left and right, so... The woman's body really is insane. I remember this one sermon I listened to back in like high school where the pastor was talking about how um like after their first kid he's like watching his wife in labor and Mm -hmm. and, you know she had a natural birth too and he's like thinking like she's never gonna want to do this again right like this is it's like we're we're one kid and done kind of thing Mm -hmm. and and she's like in so much pain and then after the birth is done this he talks about this like hormone that's shot through a woman's body immediately after you release your child that gives you a release of like joy yeah so it makes you treasure the moment and forget the pain the pain Mm -hmm. which is like nuts to me that it's it's designed so intricately or designed that that detailed yeah that god was like oh i need to put this part in so that they want to keep having babies keep doing it yeah that's the thing and um i was talking to cameron about it who was on the podcast at the beginning of this season and she was like, there's a reason why so many women love their natural birth experience and want to do it again. She's like, I can't wait to do it again. Because of all the things you experience. Yeah. Like- She's like, but, you know, so many people are just so... A fear, I think. She's like, it's such a mental game. And a fear is like the biggest thing because you don't know what you're capable of or you don't have the all the information, then yeah, of course, it's going to feel really scary. Fear is going to make you feel more pain. The less you're breathing, the less, the more pain you're going to mm-hmm. feel. And like when you let your body's natural abilities take over and the hormones that are meant to be released, it's like crazy. The, the feeling that you get, she's like, like and in you- the, the moment that you feel the very most pain, you're like so close to being done and if you can just push through that then you're going to feel the most joy uh, joy and euphoria you've ever ever felt in your life and so while I'm still like you know not I can't say I'm scared but I'm not like going into it thinking it's going to be like the easiest thing I'll ever do very hardest thing I'll ever do but it has me walking into it so much more excited excited to see like wow this is gonna be such a cool experience and yeah it's probably gonna be the hardest thing I'll ever do in my entire life but I can't wait to see what it feels like and right get to experience this like literal miracle and 
hopefully, hopefully, you know, there's no emergencies that need to take place. And I understand that sometimes I can't have a say in that and that's okay. But I really hope that I can, that I can do that and get to. That's going to be awesome. Talk about it. We'll see. I mean, regardless whether you do it naturally or not, it's still like a miracle. It's so awesome. Yeah. This um, book that I'm, I'm, I say reading, but I audible. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really listening to. Yeah, I listen to books. I just started called. It's called Fierce Free and Full of Fire, um, and it's by Jen Hatmaker. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. She's like a. She's a female Christian author who, I would say, is more on like the liberal Christianity side, and she just has like a really beautiful way of of writing and connecting with like women and how we think. Mm-hmm. So she talks. This book is is really just about like from what I'm only on chapter three, but from what I've gathered, it's just about like finding your true identity and living into that. But there's one chapter that I just read, chapter three, about um, body image, and she goes into you know things that we've been fed our whole lives um, of how we're supposed to think and feel about being in a woman's body and what women's bodies are supposed to look like or um how even over centuries and decades and generations that standard of what is beautiful changes every 10 years Mm -hmm. you know but she just finished about talking about like how much power a woman's body has um she has five kids and I think two are adopted but she's given birth three times she's like once you go through that it's like a whole new appreciation for your body and Just, like, the miracle that a woman's body... She talks about, like, embodiment. Like, if we truly embodied all that a woman was, not just physically, but mm-hmm. what we can do on the inside and mentally and everything, then we would right. really love our bodies a lot more. Right. Um, so That's that, cool. I yeah. should listen to that. It's really good. She's she's a really good writer. I would recommend The Audible because she stopped. She pauses the book. She's a podcast, too, so she's a really good speaker. But she... Um, pauses the book every like 10 minutes or so when she has like an extra thought and she's like okay listener here's what I meant when I wrote this and so you get a little extra Mm, yeah that's cool content and then she'll like at the end of chapters to explain why she wrote things she'll like throw in little pieces of interviews from her podcast that you wouldn't see in the book you know yeah it's really good that's a cool way of doing doing an audible for sure um Circling back to podcasts, I've been listening to um, I'm listening to this podcast called The Birth Hour that talks about like all different types of birth stories because I like to listen to everyone's experiences. Yeah, um, and that's been cool. And I listened to some that type of stuff with Jordan in the car the other day because I'm like, all right, he needs to start listening to. <laughs> what were his reactions? He was pretty chill about it. I mean, he would make some funny comments here and there, but I think he just kind of like absorbs things and then. It, like, comes back later on, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, he doesn't necessarily talk about it right then and there. Yeah. But he'll, like, remember things later. Um, and then when, like, my favorite entrepreneurial podcast right now is probably Heart and Hustle mm-hmm. um, with Evie Ruff and Lindsay Roman. And they just put out one the other day talking about, like, sharing their faith in their business. Did you listen to that I one? I haven't. And it was really, really good, the way that they put everything, just, like, how to, you know, they they often get the question of, like, aren't you worried that you're going to deter people or, Mm. you know, it's not going to make them want to hire you if you don't separate those two things. And they're like, no, it's, like, a part of who we are. And there's a way to do it um, without condemning condemning what other people believe or without being pushy but there's a way to just organically share if it's a if it's a big part of who you are like it is to us so that is I cool. thought that was a really good episode um I try to do that with soul like at the end of a workout when I try and share something encouraging like a lot of times it's something I've learned from my faith mm-hmm. and I'll always like openly talk about it but hopefully and if any soul listeners are listening and think I'm doing otherwise hopefully my goal is to do it out of like a a way of if you don't believe this that's okay right like I'm still just so glad you're here and yeah not like this is what is true and no you do a really good job of that yeah I don't think you've ever made anyone feel I would like to listen to that episode it was a really good episode um and then other than that I still listen to my 
my usual. I listen to My Favorite Murder every week. <laughs> uh, scrubbing In. Yes. Um, I haven't listened to theirs this week yet. I haven't. I just saw it come up, actually. Um, what else? I'm missing listening to Rose Prex because there's not... Well, they've been doing they've them. They've been doing, yeah. Maybe I you know. haven't watched and listened to your I heart. I haven't watched Their Rosebreck episodes are really funny for this. Because they? They, the nicknames are beyond <laughs> what I've ever heard. Like, there's this one girl on the show who's just, like, kind of pale. But she's, like, nowhere near, like, this. But, of course, they call her Casper. They're like, <laughs> all right, so Casper comes up and starts singing. And I'm um, like, oh, my gosh, she's not even that pale. Like, they're yeah. just so intense. They got to think of something, right? It's so funny. That's cute. Um, my brother, this is random, but my brother has been playing words of friend, words with friends. Did I talk about this last week on the podcast? I think you might have, or we talked about it. I, I used played, to play in college. I used to play in college, 2011. Yeah. So it's been nine years since I played and he texted me randomly and was like, Hey, play me on words with friends. And then like the first couple of times when I didn't like play right away after he made a move, he would like text me and be like, your move. You, you gotta go. Your and turn. I'm like, dude. It's words with friends, but now I'm all in. Like, it's so fun. I'm terrible at it. I used to be really good in college, but I'm awful at it now. I got to get back in the game. I remember I used to play it, like, in class, like, big lecture halls. I'd, like, Oh, for sure. I'd be like, okay. That's exactly, those are the vivid memories I have playing it is in yeah. a lecture hall. Yep. Like, I don't even know what this person's saying. I'm just playing words with friends. Yep. Exactly. And then it would be someone sometimes in your classroom, and you'd like look over at them, yep. and you would play them. You like your move. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's another one too that I cannot remember the name of. The bubble would, one. No, you would draw a picture, and like as you were drawing, they had to guess what you were drawing. Oh, like Pictionary, but on the yes, phone. but it was like Words with Friends, where you had to do it. I like don't know. One I turn at a time. I used to play one that was like bu- it was like bubbles that you had to pop. So many. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, have you played House Party? No, but I heard it's so fun. It's pretty fun. Especially so, right now. Yeah, with the whole... I mean, well, now we're allowed to see people, so I feel like yeah. people probably aren't playing as much. But uh, at the beginning of quarantine, we had a night where me and Jordan played Becky and Tyler. And it it's funny, though, because you each have to like be on it on your own phone. And mm. so since two of us were each in the same household, it had like a weird echoey thing going on uh, so I'd be like okay you have to go in the other room <laughs> okay go in the other room we can't hear each other but it's got four games on it and you're all like um you're all facetiming each other so you can see each other's reactions to things like kind of all on the, uh, on the that's side. cool and the games are um heads up love which was kind of we didn't really love that one it was a little harder to to play because when you're all trying to describe something at the same time yeah. via FaceTime, it just wasn't working. Um, quick draw is basically the same thing where like Pictionary. each of your each of you have a turn, you have to draw a picture and we have to guess it. And then there's trivia. Love. And that one would be really funny because you could see what everyone picked and if they were wrong, you'd be like, Wow, you're so dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then chips and guac, which is basically like apples to apples with picking. Oh cute. I love cards. that name. And it was so fun. It was such a cute game. Um Yeah, but- I heard a lot of people playing that. I think I would like that. Even if quarantine is over, you can still play with your family back home or something. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. I feel like the Zoom meetings and all that have kind of subsided because people are allowed to see each other now. I, like, know my dad doesn't listen to this, but if he is, I'm just going to, like, quickly make fun of him on about Zoom. Like, he's like, Katie, I've been Zooming people. And, like, you know you can talk to people in other states? And I'm like, yeah, dad. Yeah. It's, like, called technology. Like, it's called a cell phone, dude. Wow. But it's just so phenomenal listening to him, like, be so excited about Zoom. It's and I'm so like, funny. wow, we're we're officially in that, like, generational mm. change here. My dad is the opposite of that because he was, he's been in IT for, like, years and years. So he's always, like, on top of the trends and, like, yeah, knows yeah. what's... No. Not, like, pop culturally, but technology-wise, he's in the know very much. So, so funny to me. So. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Yeah. A nice little, like, bingey episode. Entertainment, really. Entertainment. I mean, you're welcome, guys. I mean, all these shows. But for real, though, if you watch any of these shows or if you have, like, 
a recommendation for us, screenshot that you're listening to this, put on your Instagram, and then like share something yes. that we should binge or something that... Or your thoughts on what we talked about. Yeah, because I want to see what if you've been watching it. And I'm sorry if we spoiled anything for you. I know. I tried not to spoil anything with Outer Banks, which in my opinion is the number one show you need to watch. Well, let's put... We'll put spoiler alert on the... Okay, maybe that's just the title of the show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoil... That's hard to say. Spoiler Spoiler alert. alert. (laughs) There you go. Spoiler alert. Good job. All right, y'all. We love you. um, And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye.